Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. The following podcast is part two of an interview with MoDOT director Patrick McKenna. It's really been a challenge this year with the flooding, with the unusual wet weather and everything else that we've had in Missouri. And I know that you and your staff have really been challenged trying to keep everything on track, as our contractors have been challenged in trying to keep everything on track through a very unique year in terms of our weather situation. So how, how have you all been dealing with that? Well, you know, it's it's interesting um, when we look at it because it really, I, I'd say it started before Thanksgiving of last year. We've had pretty severe weather. We had, a lot of people might recall, we had a just an all-out blizzard before Thanksgiving in Kansas City last year, and yeah. that kicked off the winter season a little earlier than normal. We've had uh, whole districts. Our northwest district has barely had a weekend off since before Thanksgiving. Wow. We have dealt with much more severe winter conditions throughout the state this past year. And then the snowpack and additional issues that occurred that impounded a lot of water northwest of us um, in Missouri has really created very significant challenges. As you mentioned, we had nearly um, 475 roads closed at one point of this spring around the state. That is a tall order just to get to those facilities to put barricades up to make sure that the public is safe. And then when you consider the impact of the communities we serve by having been severed uh, of that transportation network that's so vital to their life and livelihoods and, you know, the, the duration of the event has really challenged the entire state of Missouri. Everyone throughout the state has been impacted in one way or another, even if it's a matter of convenience, if it's a matter of your livelihood, it's been really difficult. Uh, As we've been dealing with the water receding, much of our damage that we're now really assessing A lot of that has to do with um, we had a lot of breaches in levees that created velocity of water that was running against our infrastructure in many cases, you know, really created scour in many bridges at the bridge pier because we had a lot more velocity and and volume than normal. Uh, And it kind of washed out the, the underpinnings of some of our bridges. It certainly washed the shoulders and much of the substructure of the roads that we're dealing with. And, you know, in addition to that, one of the things that people may not be familiar with, but because of the damage that occurred to the infrastructure, not just the road and bridges, but to our levee system, which is vital to to Missouri and, and the entire state, but also to the railroads. They've had to do emergency repairs, and they're carrying much higher volumes of uh, materials on the roadways that remain. And it's damaging those roadways. You know, this is critical. We, of course, uh, welcome that 
that activity because it's, it's absolutely critical that our freight network and our river systems are functioning properly. But there's an impact to that going forward. So we're, we're talking about a multi-year issue here that, that we're trying to work through. The, the General Assembly did a nice job. We, we could see this coming right at the end of session, and uh, they actually adjusted, uh, I have to say, the Appropriations Committee in the, in the Senate and the House Budget Committee were very lenient on us for coming, I, I guess, with some additional spending authority requests, just anticipating some of what we would be dealing with. Our federal partners are out there assessing the damage alongside us, and I would say that, frankly, our emergency management partners throughout the state, the Missouri State Highway Patrol, as well as SEMA, has been right there shoulder to shoulder through all of this, and I believe that that partnership has has truly limited um, what could be even more severe impact on families and individuals and businesses throughout the state. Yeah. So it's been an extraordinarily busy time, but, you know, when you're in public service, this is what we're here for. Um, our team at MoDOT, as well as other partner agencies throughout state government, I think really shine during these times. It, it may not always be exactly on schedule that is needed for what the public would expect, but you know we have limited resources and, and we're getting out there and we're doing as much as we can um, as quickly as we can throughout. So it's been a big challenge, but it's also been a, a rewarding period watching our teams uh, work together and, and just get the job done. Yeah. It puts a lot of puts a lot of strain on getting enough materials, getting enough people, getting it back in order. Everybody's project is the most important. I'm sure you have a lot of critical analysis to do there to determine how you allocate those limited resources. Well, that's right, and you know we we you know you have to keep in mind also that you know in in much of um, we we do a component of repair, um, but we also count on our on our private partners um, that are just doing a spectacular job with really challenging conditions around the state as well. Supplies have been impacted, project schedules have been impacted for construction firms and material suppliers all over the state. Frankly, we are a good 35 to 45 days behind in schedule on the construction season. And it's amazing to me that we're not 65 days behind. And, and that really is that work of the public and private working together to benefit the people that we all serve. And, you know, it's amazing. We've had some, some um, sporadic, you know, we had some interesting weather uh, Monday morning that really impacted. We had flash flooding in, in different areas of the state, but we've also had some, some uh, weather breaking in our favor as well. And watching industry crank up and, and, uh, and really go to it. You know, we have to say there are a lot of people working longer hours than uh, they would typically expect. And um, the families of those individuals, both the construction industry workers, as well as the public sector folks, and, you know, the families are, are putting up some degree of sacrifice to, um, to repair, uh, to get back to normal, to, to put things back in place so that the public gets to use the infrastructure that they've grown to count on. I see it every day with all of our folks and with your folks too. So tell me, where do you think MoDOT is headed? Long range. We've got the crisis of the, of the flooding and, and the weather conditions and the snow. Long range, when you're looking at your crystal ball five years out, ten years out, 
Where do you see MoDOT headed? Where do you sort of see the transportation network for Missouri going over the long haul? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. You know, if you if you look at it just in the past few years, so you know, I'm relatively new to Missouri. Came in the the capital plan in place three years ago was to abandon maintenance on 26,000 miles of road out of 34,000. Not a now, great just plan. Just to focus on the on the primary network alone uh, because of resource uh, issues and availability. And and one of the key um, pieces because the Statewide transportation improvement program from 2016 to 2020 had $1.6 billion in it. That was $325 million a year over that period of time. Now, fortunately, we were able to avoid getting to that, hitting that trough because the federal government, who had spent more than a decade really not settling the issue of of surface transportation, getting the funding mechanisms in place and a long-range bill put in place, Actually, that federal instability led to that really fiscally conservative plan so that we could pay the contractors that were doing the work. You know, we had working capital needs to to um, be careful with. When the federal government passed the FAST Act back in late 2015, it was signed into law. That actually put some leadership out there that said, you know, we're going to we're going to commit funding levels for the next five years. We went really quickly, went into action and, and tried to match that. And we're taking financial risk to do it. We, we spend more money than we take in in state revenue uh, each of the last few years, but in order to match federal funds. So, you know, for that $100 million that we're, you know, laying out, uh, we're actually drawing in about $400 million of federal funds. And that puts us in a position where the commission just approved nearly a $5 billion step. And that's without that initial additional investment from the public. Uh, at the levels that we are at, um, we now believe we're kind of holding the line on current conditions. But it's not really building the improvements that are necessary and, frankly, that Missourians have told us they want for participating in the, in the economy in this century. And, you know, when you look at the investments that are going on around us, my goodness, Illinois, 19 cent gas tax increase, their increase is two cents more than Missouri's rate. That's a $45 billion capital plan for the state of Illinois. Here in Missouri, we believe that our unfunded needs are in that eight to nine billion dollar range. Um, we're going to have to solve that unfunded need problem. Uh, we're going to need federal partnership to do it. Uh, so what we've been doing initially is really working to try to bring through the association work we do in the interface with Capitol Hill in Washington, really trying to um, lay out the urgency of action of Congress to reauthorize surface transportation before we get into a cycle of short-term funding measures. And we're just really pleased. We understand that that the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee is going to put their draft bill out to the public here in the next few days. And we know that the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee in the House is is really working hard on a draft of a bill as well. That's victory for me when I when I look at, you know, the federal government um, and Congress taking action before we get to the point where where we have a crisis on our hands. And kind of taking that view that that federal and state partnership to replace the aging infrastructure. Let's 
always keep in mind that that's, that's job one. We have to replace the aging infrastructure that exists. Our communities, the cities, the counties, the, the communities that we serve, were all built at the end or in the middle of one of these pieces of infrastructure. The reason they're there is because of the convenience of access. We have to retain that commitment to, to the quality of life for Missourians and their life and livelihoods uh, and where they live. We have to connect them to that. Looking forward, we have to extend ourselves into the technology age, into the innovation age, where there are really great actions going on by the private sector and others that are, that are looking at uh, really dramatic improvements to mobility options, to the technology uh, that is available within the vehicles that we drive, uh, where the, there's a possibility of uh, automated and connected vehicles that are being developed today. They're being driven today uh, throughout the country and tested. And we think that there's a really great um, break point uh, that will help us dramatically improve safety on the network and utilize it more efficiently when we're when we're really injecting the information about how the system is functioning into the daily activities of state DOTs and municipalities throughout the throughout the country but Missouri is just in such a great position nationwide by being at the crossroads right at the center of the country uh, we can and should take advantage of all of this um, we can help develop our communities. We can help invigorate the primary urban areas, Kansas City and St. Louis, uh, you know, Springfield and Columbia and Jefferson City can all take advantage of these technologies and improvements. Uh, and we can build places to live and enjoy uh, that are connected to each other in ways we may never have envisioned in the past. But um, good, good times are ahead. We, we, have to keep our, we have to keep our eyes on the ball, though, and realize that, you know, improvements take investment dollars. You don't get a return on investment without the initial investment. And, you know, Missouri does have to remember that the states around us seem to be moving a lot faster than we are in terms of that funding mechanism. And, you know, we don't want to be playing catch up here. Uh, we want to be engaged in it and part of it. Well, and there is no doubt that the states around us really have moved ahead of Missouri, at least I think in the most recent legislative session. And as you said, with Governor Parson and the leadership now, there does seem to be some awakening and some recognition that some action needs to happen, that deficit spending can't go on forever, that maintenance is not the answer, that it requires investment and improvement to really make Missouri a great place to live and work. I, I couldn't have said it better, Len. That's exactly it. Patrick, in closing, anything else you want to share with the folks in the construction community or the listeners in general about where MoDOT is headed or what they could do to help or stay engaged or get engaged? Well, I, th I think we have to just continue the partnership that we have. We have to continue to strengthen it because, you know, as as we work together, um, we, we should look to each other for any innovations, for any change in process or, or practice that can that can help us be more efficient at what we do. The partnership that has existed and helped build this infrastructure over the last hundred years is strong, and it's poised to really make those 
investments in, in preservation and system improvement together uh, over the next hundred years and, and for the better for betterment of all the folks that fund this action. So um, it's, it's really an amazing thing just how good our construction industry and engineering partners in the private sector are in Missouri. We're very fortunate uh, with that partnership and, and we just look to look to continue it and strengthen it every every day that we work together. Well, I for one am really thankful that my parents and grandparents were smart enough to invest in the system that I enjoy. And as you said, I hope 50 or 100 years from now that the folks who are alive and using the system at that point look at us in that same light. Well said. Well said. Patrick, really appreciate it, Len. Hey, um, it, it's, it's been fun. Thank you so much. Really appreciate all your hard work. You and all the staff at MoDOT, keep up the great work. Thank you. Thanks, Len. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.